Israel has concluded one of its soldiers may have accidentally killed Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akli, but there'll be no criminal investigation. Shireen's family says Israel is obscuring the truth. So how can the case move forward? I'm Fully Batibo, and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. Let's bring in our guests now. In Washington, D.C., Omar Bader, a political analyst and member of the National Policy Council of the Arab American Institute. In Haifa, Salsan Zahir, a Palestinian human rights lawyer who has litigated on behalf of Palestinians at the Israeli Supreme Court. And in the Turkish town of Yalikavak, Richard Falk, professor emeritus at Princeton University and a former UN Special Rapporteur for the Occupied Palestinian Territories. Thank you all very much for being with us on Inside Story. Salsan in Haifa, let me start with you if I can. An acknowledgement from Israel finally, but not a full admission. What is your reaction? Is there anything at all credible or convincing in these Israeli findings? Uh, well, first of all, I agree with the responses from the Palestinian side and the international side on the fact that the result uh, of the uh, Israeli investigation is totally not a surprise. Uh, it has it came late and in a huge uh, delay, although not surprising. However, as a human rights lawyer, and due to the fact that uh, there has been requests by the Palestinian Authority submitted to the ICC uh, demanding, requesting an opening of a criminal investigation on the murder of Shirin Abu Akli, I think, in my perspective, that the result of the Israeli investigation has to do a lot with the defense argument uh, by Israel in case the ICC decides to open a criminal investigation. And how is that? When, uh, when, when, when a state uh, or, or, or an army claims that the shooting probably has been conducted by one of the soldiers, but there has been no intent and that there has been uh, a, a, an immediate threat to the life of, the, of that uh, soldier and that there was no violation of the Israeli regulations. This is basically a package of an argument mm. uh, that will be delivered in order not to provide any accountability in order to say that it was done in self-defense and that there was no illegality uh, to the shooting that's on the criminal level right but also on the on the torts level it's important to continue because uh, fully not a lot of people are speaking on the civil uh, level mm. everyone is speaking only criminal level. Also on the, on the civil level, Israel has a specific law that it also had applied not only on the West Bank, but also on Gaza, that basically eliminates the right of any uh, Gazans and West Bank as well to submit towards claim for damages conducted by the Israeli soldiers right. in case the damage conducted it through a wartime. So having no intent in the case means that Israel does not want to compensate a monetary compensation, right. and neither does it want to take any criminal responsibility before the ICC. Interesting that you point out that the civil level there, as you say, because there have been some suggestions that a civil case in the U.S. could be one of the avenues also that the family could pursue. We'll come back to that in just a moment. I want to bring in Richard Falk uh, for your thoughts, Richard, on these Israeli findings. What, what do you make of this Israeli line of defense, as Salsen says? What is missing from this investigation, in your view? Well, uh, totally missing is the Israeli 
pattern of abuse of Palestinian journalists, of which uh, Shireen Abu Akleh's uh, killing is just the most dramatic example, and the fact that she happens to be an American citizen brings greater attention. But in the wider context, Israel has a terrible record of the way in which it mistreats uh, journalists doing their professional work. And that should have been part of the context in which this particular killing was addressed. I would make one other point that I think is very important, and that is to, try, to call for an, a U.S. investigation mm. may be desirable in giving the uh, case a little more visibility, but I wouldn't trust the U.S. more than 10% more than the Israeli investigation. In other words, it is committed overall to hiding Israel's human rights violations. And I would have called for an independent international investigation by reputable international public figures. Yeah, interesting, because uh, as, uh, as you say, and, and as we've heard, the family of Shireen is asking for a U.S. investigation. I want to come to you now. Uh, Omar in uh, Washington, D.C. But before I, I ask you for your thoughts about this investigation, I want to read to you and to our viewers the State Department's reaction to the Israeli uh, investigation. Shireen, of course, was an American citizen, and the U.S. has been under pressure to conduct its own investigation. Well, the State Department said, we welcome Israel's review of this tragic incident and again underscore the importance of accountability in this case, such as policies and procedures to prevent similar incidents from occurring in the future. Omar in Washington, D.C., uh, the U.S. reaction certainly is an interesting one here. It essentially says, if I you know, read into it, please make sure it doesn't happen again. Is this case closed, you think, as far as the Americans are concerned? Well, certainly the Biden administration would like it to be closed. I mean, it's quite obvious, I think, as, as our previous guests have pointed out, is that the United States is trying to assist Israel in covering up this crime. And we should be clear about the fact that Shireen was murdered. She wasn't just killed. I mean, when you look at the repeated investigations showing that she was the target of sniper fire at a time when she was wearing a helmet and a press vest that hit her right between the spot where there is a tiny opening and that repeated fire in that direction led the CNN investigation to conclude that it was a targeted killing um, of Shireen. I think it's really, really noteworthy. And as we saw, Israel was trying to avoid responsibility entirely by initially blaming Palestinian gunmen. Um, and it's only in the face of overwhelming evidence where they forced to admit that they may have had something to do with it. Um, but honestly, the, the, the Biden administration's response really is a moral failure, uh, a failure to protect American citizens. I mean, you can only imagine a, a scenario in which armed intruders break into someone's home and kill a loved one with a precision weapon. And initially, they claimed they had nothing to do with it. But then in the face of evidence, they it's proven that they're the ones who killed that person. And then the judge says, oh, thank you so much for uh, for admitting your mistake. And please, you know, make sure that your future home invasions um, don't fall, you know, mm. change your procedures to make sure that your future invasions don't result in the same outcome. That's just completely absurd. Israel's military presence on the Palestinian territories is itself a crime. The occupation's purpose is to steal land. It entails a great deal of violence of ongoing war crimes and crimes against humanity. 
And that a journalist was killed in the process of carrying out the brutality of this occupation is no surprise. And what's called on from the Biden administration is real and meaningful accountability. First, looking at the $3.8 billion in military funding that the U.S. gives Israel every year, in essence, the United States is complicit in Israel's atrocities that are committed against the Palestinians. And the Biden administration's attempt to just cover that up and, and move on like it's nothing uh, is, is something that really will not be judged kindly some, by history. Some uh, American lawmakers have been trying to put pressure on the Biden administration, Omar, uh, members uh, of Congress and so on. Is that going to have any impact, you think? I think it already has had some impact in terms of changing the public discourse on this issue. For the longest time, you could not say anything about Palestinian human rights in American discourse, in Washington, in the media, and so on. And that has changed. Public opinion has changed in a very, very drastic way in the United States, that now you have more and more members of Congress willing to stand up and demand accountability. And I think that is placing pressure on the on the U.S. administration to start behaving differently when it comes to Israel and Palestine. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I don't think it has reached the point where that pressure is going to result in a meaningful policy change, but we're seeing the beginnings of that. We're seeing that yes, the sir. Biden administration cannot simply be silent about this entire issue, and they are feeling the heat, and they should be feeling the heat, uh, in the hopes that this pressure will one day lead to a genuine and meaningful policy change, that the United States no longer gives Israel this blank check to do whatever it wants with the Palestinians as if they're not human beings, they have to be treated as equal human beings who are deserving of the same rights that Israelis enjoy as well. Salson, your thoughts about this American investigation that Shireen's family is asking for. Can it reach some sort of truth and get some type of accountability, in your opinion? Uh, well, again, I think that uh, requesting uh, the intervention of the U.S. in any sort of investigation uh, will not, in my uh, uh, opinion, and it was also said by Richard Falk and, and others as well, it will not lead to any kind of transparent and professional uh, investigation. The U.S. has uh, since a long time been an ally. We have known, and as, as a lawyer as well, knowing the Israeli legal system, uh, no good will come out of any Israeli investigation, all the more so as well with an Israeli and American uh, investigation. And I also think that the should be focused on having an international, transparent, independent, professional one that also can be led by the ICC because it is, in my opinion, the only criminal independent body can that can hold a such investigation. But I also must stress out the fact that Shirin's uh, a case in terms of the behavior and the responses of Israel is totally not surprising because uh, lack of accountability and full impunity on war crimes by Israel is a systematic response. And we can see that not only in the West Bank, we can see that also in Gaza. Uh, several uh, UN inquiries have been appointed to investigate uh, 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 the, the violation of uh, international humanitarian law and war crimes in uh, Gaza wars in 2008-9, in Kastled in 2014, and also during last year. And Israel tried to put a lot of obstacles right. and uh, as well to the work of the uh, inquiries and the U.S. also helped it. So right. therefore, I don't see any uh, uh, any uh, um, any kind of uh, uh, positivity in uh, demanding the intervention of U.S. in this case, Richard, as well as in other... Richard Falk in Turkey. So how do we move the case forward now? Of course, Al Jazeera and the Palestinian government wants the ICC to take on this case and other cases where they've been 
uh, attacks and abuses against Palestinians. Will the ICC consider this, you think, given the pressure, the international pressure that's been on Israel? And how does this Israeli investigation and its findings impact the inquiry and the case that's being uh, considered by the International Criminal Court? Uh, that's a difficult question because the ICC has a new prosecutor who's shown uh, no eagerness to pursue the investigation of Israel on earlier crimes. I would not be too optimistic about the submission to the ICC, but it can do no harm and it exerts uh, additional pressure and that's desirable. But what I think is the best uh, way forward is this uh, real call for an independent international investigation. And who because, would that independent party be, in your view? Well, it could be appointed by the UN Secretary General and uh, taking account of uh, the need for credibility and professional competence and to uh, reach a conclusion that uh, address these issues of accountability past uh, Israeli treatment of uh, international and Palestinian and Al Jazeera journalists. I think all of those things need impartial investigation. And the notion that the U.S. is uh, willing to do that is, I think, uh, far from uh, a realistic appraisal. Mm. Congress is exerting mild pressure but Israel is exerting severe pressure. And Israel's APAC and other lobbying presence in the United States ensures that no U.S. investigation is going to, in any serious way, embarrass Israel. If you read the recent Jerusalem declaration between Lapid and Biden, they completely overlook mm and were silent about Israeli violations of human rights, including the killing of Shireen Abu Akleh. Okay. Omar, in Washington, D.C., Richard Falk, they're not very optimistic about the submission to the ICC. What are your thoughts about this? How does this case move forward then? How do we ensure that there is justice and accountability? Look, at the end of the day, we already know what a credible investigation is going to conclude because the facts are quite obvious. And we've seen many, many previous investigations into Israel's crimes against Palestinians um, that, you know, we get the facts, but then there's no accountability. And the reason there is no accountability is because the United States steps in to prevent international accountability for Israel. The United States has used its veto nearly 50 times in the UN Security Council to shield Israel from meaningful accountability. And as long as that pattern continues, unfortunately, we're going to keep running into a dead end. What we need is a fundamental change in American policy. We need this double standard that allows Israel to be above the law to change. I mean, we can only imagine what it's like when journalists are killed in Ukraine by the Russian invasion. We already know, even though Jamal Khashoggi is not an American citizen, what the U.S. reaction was like when he was killed. Um, and, and for some reason, whenever it comes to journalists who are killed by Israel, there is a completely different standard. And that's really the issue here, is that you need a shift in American politics. You need this pressure that we're already beginning to see 
um, happening in Congress and in public discourse to continue mm. increasing so that America, you know, that the U.S. government can no longer get away with just its sheer hypocrisy on this question Omar. and begin to, if not hold Israel accountable, at least allow for Israel to be held accountable on the international stage. Omar, the, the, the civil uh, aspects that Tausen talked about uh, a few minutes ago, I want to ask you about that because some have suggested that a civil suit could be launched in the U.S. because, of course, Shireen was Palestinian and also American. Could that be another avenue for the family to find justice? I'm, I'm not exactly a legal expert, but I do know that there has been a history of the U.S. courts um, dismissing anything to do with foreign policy as a matter that they would not take on directly, and that is up for the U.S. government to resolve. So there is a deference um, for the administration in many of these kinds of cases. So I'm not entirely sure okay. what the prospects of that are, to be honest with you. Let's ask uh, Salsen, who's a, a, a legal expert about this, a civil case in the U.S. Could that be a, another option for, for, for the family to consider? Uh, again, um, like there's, as far as I know, there's the Alien Torts Claim Act that probably would uh, create uh, a, an option uh, for Shireen's family to submit a torts uh, suit in uh, American uh, courts. Uh, based on uh, my own knowledge, uh, I know that uh, there has been several cases by Israelis who have submitted uh, similar lawsuits against Palestinians, including the Palestinian Authority, mm. demanding financial compensation after being hurt by uh, allegedly Palestinians. And the U.S. Uh, courts uh, did intervene in favor of the Israelis. And I think that this also might create as well another side of double standards from the, from the American side, this time from the U.S. courts, in case uh, a civil suit will be submitted and it will be dismissed because there has been acceptance of several uh, lawsuits submitted by Israelis, providing them with financial compensation. Right. And similar, by the way, similar uh, civil demands have been also submitted in the Israeli courts against even Palestinian authority, demanding it to take responsibility right. on attacks on and the Supreme Court, the Israeli Supreme Court, court also in this case intervened in favor of the Israelis. So but the vice versa cases have been uh, not only have been uh, dismissed in the, on the okay. civil level, so but also criminal level. So it's likely Israelis you think there'll be a double standard here as well. Let me ask uh, Richard Falk and, and give you the final word, Richard Falk. What about the Palestinian government? What more can it do at this stage? As I've been saying, it should call for an international independent investigation with the members of the investigating commission appointed by the UN Secretary General. That is the only way an impartial uh, kind of commission report will be disclosed. As uh, Omar suggested, there have been many uh, reports condemning Israel's behavior, and they've not only been uh, not supported by the U.S., the U.S. has tried to suppress them, even mm. though they were extremely responsibly done. All right. Thank you so much for a very interesting discussion. Thank you very much, Omar Bader, Salsan Zahir, Richard Falk. That's it for the Inside Story podcast. This episode was produced by Calvin Mi, Nihad El Abedi, Fungi Nguyen, and Jimmy Getahoun. Studio sound was by Sasha Andreevich. The program was edited by Anil Anandan, Lin Nguyen, and Joe DeFries. 
Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Thank you.